0: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. It's Thursday edition. You know what that means. Preseason football gets going tonight. Players to watch. Washington at New England we've got Pittsburgh at Philadelphia and this isn't like the Hall of Fame game Matt these games are gonna have a few players on the field and actually I was surprised to be honest with you Matt by the way at Williamson NFL on Twitter at BD Peacock on Twitter uh, Matt I was surprised how much Najee Harris played in the Hall of Fame game he's gonna play a lot it sounds like according to the coaching staff in tonight's game.
0: Yeah, I I didn't think he'd play at all in the in the Hall of Fame game, which is really the pre preseason game. So the the preseason starts tonight. We'll see every team this weekend. By the time we get together on Monday, everyone will have a game under their belt. Fantastic. And Tomlin does this though. Like I used to be very critical of Tomlin during the Lev Bell era. That man, you got to see the big picture. You're running this guy into the ground. And I came around on that on Bell because coaches don't think that way. I mean it's, if it's third and two in Cincinnati and you're lo- and the rain's coming down and you're losing by six, you don't care about three years down the road. you just got to win that game. And yeah. in every situation, short yardage, uh, protection, first and 10, third and 15, Bell was their best player and I think Harris will be the same. But this is preseason and there's a 17-game schedule and, you know, I would be very cautious with him. But the, the number one O-line didn't play in the first game. Maybe he just wants to get reps with all those guys together tonight. We'll see. But I, I would not overwork him. I mean, he's going to get a ton of work in the regular season. And it just so happens, yesterday I started putting my Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. together of all my fantasy ranks. And I have Harris pretty high. probably doesn't shock anybody. But, you know, so we'll probably get to that at some point over these next couple of days, too, is I'm going to be really tweaking the heck out of that.
1: I'm excited. Is there anything initially that you put down that surprised you with the rankings as you got going?
0: Um, I would say running backs even thinner than I thought, you know, mm. I mean, outside the top 30, there's on many guys I even want on my team, you know, let alone that I can feel the slightest bit comfortable checking the the box on Sunday morning to put them in your starting lineup. I guess that's not shocking compared to other years, but um, the receipt, again, this is not also not a shock. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here looking at my list at, at the receivers from 35 ish to 55. I like all those guys. I mean, there's a lot of them that are usable. Um, let's just get right to it. because my, my big question for you, And I knew this was coming because I've done some mocks and whatnot, but I don't know if you agree, but I think McCaffrey and Cook are the top two players in this draft and the top two running backs, you know, subsequently, of course. But really, to me, running back three through 14 really aren't that different. You know, and you can think of the names, you know, and my question to you is who would you take at three – if Cook and McCaffrey were gone.
1: And just historically, this is the weakest running back fantasy draft maybe ever, right? Because even McCaffrey's yeah. coming off a major injury and he should be money in the bank. And I can see why he's still number one, but it's not as sturdy of a number one overall pick as he even was last year before his injury. And uh, Cook has an injury history there, too. So even though those guys are one, two, and I'm not going to fight you about it, I-, I could even argue that some other guys below them could be uh, in that conversation with them and it's hard to really trust any running back at this point ever and so you want to wait on running backs but like you mentioned it gets even worse after that and you you need those running back points so it props up their value a little bit because there's so few bell cow backs that you can count on for big time points so the running back position is just wild compared to even just a few years ago and definitely compared to a lot of years ago um it's pretty amazing and and i feel less comfortable drafting a running back in the first round as I ever have uh, maybe the zero running back technique, but I think the zero running back technique is tough because now you end up with backup running backs later. And, you know, maybe yeah. that's maybe you just say, look, screw it. I want to be strong at quarterback. I want to be strong at tight end. I want to be strong at wide receiver. And uh, I'm just going to throw some committee running backs out there. Hope for some injuries, maybe some part time receiving backs. and And I'm fine with that. Um, maybe that's the way to go about it. I don't know, but, but th- th- this is pretty wild to me because this is the worst group of first-round fantasy running backs I can remember.
0: Yeah, and when you did th- when I did this, it even became more obvious to me. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I mean, where's he right now? Do we trust him? I mean, if healthy, he competes every year to be the first overall pick. I mean, are you comfortable using a top three or four pick on Saquon right now? You know, Zeke's not coming off a great year. Akers would have absolutely been in this first round or, you know, top 12 type conversation. He's gone. I don't know what to make of Kamara with Michael Thomas not being there. And what I think is going to be a really bad offense all of a sudden, I'm not as excited about him. You know, some of these guys are young. I mentioned Najee and Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, these guys are all really high picks but there's more questions and answers with all these guys.
1: Right. And if you're PPR league, maybe Henry's not as valuable. Uh, I would probably right. still put Camara three, which was the, the question I never answered. Right. You asked me which one I'd put three, right? Who's right. your three. And looking back at our draft, uh, I had the third pick in our, in our running back draft and yeah, it was Camara. So I would probably go sure. Camara three, just because if it's a PPR league, you know, you've got that money in the bank and he's going to be a featured piece in that offense for sure. So that, that would be a yeah. three for me, but yeah, you're, and I like Eckler a lot. Um, because of the same reason, um, you know. But yeah, it's hard to trust Zeke. It's hard to trust Barkley Henry. He's got so much tread on his tires. You know, he's he's a different guy. But um, in PPR leagues, uh, you know, you're you're not trying to draft him probably number three overall. Harris. I mean, Harris could come out of this looking amazing because he's got the fresh he's legs. Can, he's going to be in right. every yeah. down back. I, you almost can't put him too high. But it's hard to trust a rookie, and he might only have three point eight yards per carry. But it might not matter because he gets so many touches.
0: Right. I mean, uh, that that's a good way of putting it. Like, okay, he averages 3.7, 3.6 a carry. Fine, that's not wonderful, and the Steelers wouldn't be happy with that. But what's the difference really over the course of your fantasy season if he averaged 4.3, whole half of yard difference, if he gets 275 carries? I mean, yeah, you'd rather he averaged 4.3. And he probably never will break the 80 yarder like some of these guys. He's not super fast, so he's not going to pad his yards per carry that way. But 3.8, uh, 275 carries with the receiving, that's fine. I, I don't really care what his average yards per carry is, to be honest with you, for fantasy. I want volume.
1: Then you've got the Chubbs, you know, late one, early two, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Clyde Edwards, Allaire. Dobbins, Swift, you know Carson. You start getting to that territory too. ATN, uh, I like a lot. Who's going to be, you know, I don't know, third, fourth round pick. I'm not sure where he's going in fantasy drafts. I like him more than I think. Um, than I think the fantasy community does. But it's 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 tough. I think you've the the fantasy winners this year are not going to win because of their first round picks just don't get your first round pick hurt, and you're going to win the league with one of those Dobbins, ATN. Um, maybe Henderson goes off for the Rams or something like that because he doesn't have a lot of competition there anymore. Um, you know, maybe one of the other rookie running backs later on. It's like that's. I just feel much better about those running back picks right now. This is such a strange, strange year at running back. Um, I I want to go back to Harris just because you have that inside knowledge there. If I had to get, like, what would you place the over under on for receptions for Harris? Because that's the big one there. If he's really going to get peppered with passing targets, then yeah, I love Harris a lot and and give him to me as early as possible. Um, But there's still some doubt for me. Like, how much is he going to get that? Is he going to get the Lev Bell, the old school Lev Bell treatment, essentially, is my question.
0: I think so. I, I think every bit of it, to be very honest with you. I mean, this isn't a secret anymore because. It has been people who practice now. I mean, on several occasions, they've split him out wide and threw him fade balls in the end zone. I mean, you know, things like that. I mean, they throw him the ball, detached, screen game, all the above. 55 catches? I love it. Maybe a little more? I mean, his workload might be number one of all these guys. That's what I was going to
1: say. He might touch the ball as much as any running back in the NFL this year.
0: Right. I mean, Dalvin Cook's in that conversation, I'm sure. I mean, a healthy mix-in doesn't have much you know competition, but do you trust those guys to play 17 games? I don't know. I mean, Barkley would be in there if he's healthy, but all those guys are a little rickety.
1: And there's nobody situationally that the Steelers are trying to put in the game to catch passes over him, to carry the ball over him, to put in goal line situations, right? And he might get spelled. You don't want to run the the young man into the ground. But uh, if anybody who comes to the game is a clear backup in almost all situations.
0: Right. Like, you'd love that situation to be true for Jonathan Taylor. But the Heem Hines is just a better receiver than him and always will be. And Marlon Mack doesn't stink. You know, I mean, Marlon Mack's going to play. Marlon Mack's better than... Kalen Balage, who is really the backup for um, Harris at this point, you know, so uh, there aren't many other situations where it's just a monopoly, and he's one of maybe four or five.
1: All right, we got to get on to some other notes here. I'm really excited to see how those rankings for you get finalized, because if I know you, there's going to be a lot of Versions of this, starting with your, oh, yeah. your big rough draft that you have right now. So uh, we will continue to pick Matt Williamson's brain on the fantasy rankings as we approach our fantasy football drafts. But next, let's talk about some of the latest news about a couple quarterbacks in the NFL, Dak Prescott being one of those. Uh, a really interesting. Scenario: Usain Bolt versus Tyree Hill. I love this one. And, of course, we'll preview those Thursday night football games. We have got preseason football week one tonight. Washington, New England, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia coming up.
0: All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need. For your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront, it just makes no sense. So, a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially, or it's a hobby, or whatever. You got to check out RockAuto.com because their prices are the same for everybody, and are reliably low. They, it, RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything you're looking for Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for professionals as they are for you guys so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts so here's what you do go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available write locked on in their how did you hear about us box they know that we sent you that's locked on, two words amazing selection, reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com.
1: The Dallas Cowboys Twitter account. I don't think, and you tell me what you feel about this tweet that came out last night, Matt, and it is already an internet meme. Uh, I was blown away when I saw this tweet. It was from the official at Dallas Cowboys Twitter handle. This is what it said. It's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry but quarterback Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. I mean, if Mm. that doesn't make you worry by telling us not to worry and just the way it's worded on the official Dallas Cowboys Twitter account, it's not the kind of tweet that, you know, uh, a 20-something-year-old social media person would put out there. This looks like a note that Mike McCarthy wrote and handed to the social media person and said, hey, tweet this.
0: Yeah, I I mean, that's one of those, Don't worry, but, I mean, that's the big but there. I mean, another MRI, why? I mean, is it because he's so unbelievably valuable? We just want to triple and quadruple check and make sure everything's okay? Um, I mean, it probably isn't related. And again, I hate playing doctor, but so often you see somebody come back from a major injury And they hurt something else on their body, you know, like you overcompensate or whatever. I mean, is that the case here? I don't know. I I mean, sounds a little cryptic to me and makes me worry, even though they told me not to worry.
1: (laughs) Exactly how I felt about it. And, And I don't think it actually is that big of a deal, but they really... I think that sort of a, a tweet scares you know when you tell someone to sit down and then uh, it's not that big of a deal yeah um and look this is an important player and I will find out more with hard knocks I still haven't watched the hard knocks episode dang it I, I hopefully yeah. we can get to it and we can talk about it tomorrow but um and apparently it you know they're, not just a, they're just super
0: newsworthy they're
1: evaluating yeah. the MRI with an MRI just to see when he's going to come back so it is actually not that big of a deal but I just thought it was amazing because uh, before there was any more information about it just that tweet alone really made it sound like it was a big deal and, and I think scared the crap out of some some Dallas Cowboys fans and it's already an internet meme I've, I saw hundreds of tweets yesterday that started out it's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry and then blank what their actual tweet was going to be so I thought that was
0: and I'm not going to ruin hard knocks for you but one thing that really kept coming up was Dax wanting to be on the field you know they're keeping him on a pitch count and he's saying bad words and why the hell am I, aren't I out there? And, you know, even barking at his back up a little bit, like, yeah, I'm coming on, you know, like you get this. So maybe <laughs> they're, they're trying just to keep him away from harm's way. I mean, you can just tell he's anxious.
1: He's like, look, give me an MRI so I can show you that it's not damaged. So I can get yeah, back out there alone. and play. Right. Maybe. Yeah. How about this one? Would you pay to see this? Or even if it was free, would you tune in to watch this one from the Dan Patrick show this morning? A proposed race between Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill. A 70 yard dash. So, halfway between a 40 yard dash and a 100 yard dash. Okay. Bolt, this is the big part. Bolt would put up a gold medal. Tyreek Hill would put up his Super Bowl ring in this race. And apparently, both parties are interested and they're actually talking about doing this thing. I love this. This is fantastic. And I. I'm putting all of my money on Usain Bolt. 70 yards, uh, Tyreek Hill might, might start out quick. We saw what DK Metcalf looked like when he was doing those Olympic trial runs, right? And uh, he was right there at the start, but those dudes pulled away, and they pulled away quickly, and they pulled away before 70 yards.
0: You told me about this right before we went on the air, and my initial thoughts were, first off, hmm, interesting. You know, very different body types, uh, different get-offs, I'm sure. But Tyreek is swimming in Bolt's waters, though. You know, I mean, my second well, – actually, my first thought was that's too much to wager for either one of you. A Super Bowl ring versus a gold medal, I would hope that if they do it, the winner's like, nah, keep your medal, keep your ring. You know, like th- that that's a sentimental <laughs> thing. Yeah. Put up 500 grand if you want. I mean, you guys have money, but you're not – you may never get another Super Bowl ring or gold medal. I mean, like those are – personal things i i don't know that bothers me i would not be condoned that and then when you told me about it i was hoping you'd say and they have to get off press coverage or they have uh <laughs> football pads on or cleats and it's on
1: grass I guess, yeah. but i
0: mean i mean in bolts what i mean <laughs> it's like fighting a, it's like a bear fighting a shark but in the ocean
1: it's it's crazy yeah they, they, i mean it the crazy thing is, that Bolt has a, a a room full of gold medals. Hill, I guess he can spare one more. Hill only has one Super Bowl ring, and Bolt would be the overwhelming favorite in this. So, uh, if, if Hill does it, and maybe that's the point is, his Hill wants to do it, and he has to really talk Bolt into wanting to do it. Maybe that's what we're talking about. Do you remember seeing Bolt run uh, at the? I think with he was with Rich Eisen, and it was like a, a Super Bowl event, and they had like this little forty yard dash that people could run. I don't see recall that, that now. Both no. just like wearing normal clothes, just went up there, no warm up, and ran a crazy time. Wow, it was like a crazy time. And like I, I think if they ran a forty, Bolt would win. If they run anything over, the farther they go, the further away Tyree or Usain Bolt's going to pull away. And look, even against other Olympic sprinters, he he's never the guy that's out in front first, but he pulls away so crazy. Mm, okay, uh, but I mean seventy yards, I'd I, I put my mortgage up on. Usain Bolt to win that. So uh, Hill probably putting too much collateral up with the Super Bowl ring versus all the gold medals that Bolt has. If he loses the one, he probably wouldn't be too upset about it. But I would, that would be uh, that would be fun to watch. I'd pay to watch that. that. That would be cool.
0: Oh, I would too. I, I mean, let's stick with this just for a second, because I'll be honest, Tyreek is the fastest football player I can remember on game day, ball in hand, tracking the ball, scaring corners, pads on, cleats, all those things. Dion was up there, but I mean, just speed. I don't know that anyone I've seen plays faster than Tyree kill, but there's a lot different from being the fastest NFL player and being an Olympic sprinter, let alone the greatest one we've seen. I assume bolts like right at the top of that list. That's a different level of speed. I mean, there's a lot of fast football players in the world. There are not a lot of human beings ever that can run anything close to that. That being said, any chance Tyreek would win the 10-yard split?
1: Yes, uh, I think it, okay. it, I okay. think he could win that, and I think he probably would win that. Usain mm-hmm. Bolt's a really long guy. It's going to be hard yeah. for him to win the first 10, and he usually doesn't even when he's setting world records. And, and this is the fastest man ever. He's 34 years old, so he's older than Tyreek. Tyreek's what, late 20s, 29, 30 maybe? Yeah, I think so. Close to I 30. Mean, he's an
0: instant accelerator, Tyreek. I right. can speak for Tyreek.
1: Uh, here it is. So the he ran a, so Usain Bolt did run a forty yard dash. It was four two two. That was his time.
0: Wow, it's pretty fast, right? And that's not some handheld in someone's backyard at <laughs> a pro day. I mean, like that's probably the most official time ever.
1: That was in Atlanta, two thousand nineteen. Was that the Super Bowl? Did they have a Super Bowl in Atlanta? Is that the thing I'm talking yeah. about, maybe? Oh, okay, okay. So this That might be it. I, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia, and it has a, an official time. It says Atlanta 2019, so that might have been the thing I'm talking about. So that's kind of unofficial. But anyway, um, they, yeah, I don't care how far they run. You know, 10 yards, I'll give it to Hill. 40 yards or more, I'm going to give it to Usain Bolt all day long. But that would be really fun to see. And it would, it would go a long way to either shutting up a lot of football players <laughs> or – uh, you know, being like, yeah, dude, these guys are crazy fast. They're among the fastest people in the world.
0: Without question, they are the fastest people in the world. I mean, to me, it almost is like the conversation of Alabama or Ohio State could beat the worst NFL team. Like, let's see it, because they wouldn't. <laughs> you know, like, maybe they would for a quarter that hang around, but then the grown men would just dominate the line of scrimmage and take over, and it would be ugly in the second half. And I wonder if they would run, you know, 100 yards, would it even be close? I mean, like, does Bolt win by five, six stride lengths? I mean, I don't know much about track, so maybe someone out there could tell me exactly, but I don't think it would be close. Any, you know.
1: 70 yards is pretty short compared to yeah, you know what right, we're used right. to running because there's a little bit of time, you know. You know, 9, 10 seconds for a 100-yard dash to, for that thing to get going, and you kind of see it develop, and you see someone start slow, pull ahead, and there's some time. 40-yard dashes are just like, you know, you're still accelerating when you get to 40 yards a lot of times, and that's why the NFL uses 40 yards. It's pretty short as far as sprints goes, and they want to they want to incorporate that short area, that first initial burst, that first 10 yards into it. So uh, that's what's interesting is once you get to 70 yards, you start to see some full speed from these guys. And that's where, you know, Usain Bolt and and the the fastest men in the world are going to start pulling away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's night and day. But like Mike Evans, 40 yards downfield, once he opens that stride, is a lot faster than the first 10 yards of his route, you know.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely, right. And and part of the speed of someone like Tyreek Hill is his elusiveness and his quicks and the explosiveness in a short area and, you know, the toughness and everything that kind of goes into making a football play. Like, if you said, okay, we're going to shoot a ball out of a jugs machine and you got to go catch it 70 yards down the field, then I'll give it to Tyreek Hill, right? Right, (laughs) Especially if there's defenders on the field. But uh, like you said, football pads, that would be interesting to see too. But um, yeah, uh, all day. Well, you know, and look, Maybe, 34 years old, Usain Bolt retired in 2017. I mean, he might not be what he used to be. Yeah, he, this isn't world record Usain Bolt. So maybe, you know, a sl- maybe a step slower Usain Bolt, and we've still got, you know, prime Tyreek Hill. I don't Who think it matters. Maybe he has a chance. Maybe maybe he has a chance to make it closer than I think it would be, put it that way. I think he's going to lose the Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not smart. It's not smart if he puts up a Super Bowl ring. In oh, what are you thinking? All right. Anyway, that would be a fun thing. That's probably never <laughs> well, going to happen. a tangent
0: we went off there, but it's kind of fun.
1: But if it does happen, uh, I'm in on it. I'm more in on, on it, it all yeah. day. But you know what I'm even more in on is preseason football, Matt. I missed it. Oh, baby. Let's talk about these matchups next. Get in on some extra action at betonline.ag like odds for which wide receiver will lead the league in receiving yards this season. Stephon Diggs, the odds-on favorite to lead the league in receiving yards at 8-1. to Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins right behind them. Got some younger players coming up with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Brown's new teammate in Julio Jones. Maybe some better odds down the list a little bit for C.D. Lamb, the up-and-comer rookie from last year. Justin Jefferson at 14-1. to Lamb is 33-1 Brandon Ayuk, 66-1. to Kind of like that. Get those bigger, deeper odds for some of these really talented wide receivers in the NFL. Who's your favorite to lead the league in receiving yards in 2021? You can find those odds at betonline.ag, just like you can with Quarterbacks and passing yard leaders, or rookies of the year, Super Bowl winners, win totals for your favorite NFL team—go to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On at BetOnline, Your online sportsbook experts. Big news today, Matt. Mac Jones before Thursday's night. Thursday night's football game will officially have his number changed from from 50 to 10 <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed. I wanted to <laughs> right. see him roll out there in number 50. And the first time I saw it in OTAs or rookie minicamp, I was like, wow, they did that young man wrong. They're making him wear number 50. He's got to earn his his number uh, in in the teens there. So he's going he's gonna to wear number 10. That's going to be his number, same as his college number. So uh, unfortunately, we're not going to see number 50 throwing balls tonight for the New England Patriots. But Mac Jones, like the other rookie quarterbacks, tuning in for it. Let's see what this young man looks like. and He's going to play a lot, right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I would play him a ton. I would keep Cam pretty much bubble wrapped all week, you know, or or all preseason. I mean, he's had his share of injuries. I think there's a lot of interesting young Patriots, though. I mean, they've made a lot of picks here in the last three drafts, and some of these guys we haven't seen a lot of. You know, um, Josh Josh Uche comes to mind. He's Mm. flashed. You know, I think he's a a good young player to with Winovich, two uh, you know edge guys from Michigan. I kind of liked Ramondre Stevenson coming out. I'm really excited to watch Christian Barmore. You know, Christian Barmore, in a situation like this, you would hope that he has some dominant snaps at defensive tackle.
1: I think the number one guy I'm looking forward to seeing in a Patriots uniform is the the small school safety second rounder last year, Kyle Duggar out of mm-hmm. Lenore Rhine. And uh, I think it was a huge jump for him to the NFL. Uh, He played at the senior bowl and was awesome. He's a player I loved second round pick. He's got so much speed and uh, I think he can be a, a staple in that Patriots defense for a long time. I want to see that see him take that next step this year. So I'm going to be watching out for him on that Patriots defense as well.
0: He could kind of be like the in the box Harrison Patriot safety do it all pseudo linebacker. You know they play a lot of nickel and dime. You know, and if they count him as a defensive back, I, I think he'll be a foundational player for them as well.
1: I yeah, mean, because he's he's, he's got the size and, and he'll hit you, but he also can flat flat out fly. So he can he's not like you know your typical free safety, no. but he he's got that type of top speed so he can cover some ground too. So he can run and 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 tackle and he can cover ground in coverage as well. So that's a, he's a really interesting player and uh, could be a, one of those matchup players that that Bill Belichick loves to use on defense. That's that's a really good one there for me. Um, Chase Winovich, you mentioned. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Uche. Ronnie Perkins. They've got a lot of those pass rushers. It's like, okay, guys, someone's got to show up because that's going to be a huge key for this football team. Obviously, they're getting Dante Hightower back. He's probably not going to play at all in the preseason or or, or not very much at all. Um, he's going to get that veteran treatment. But they need a pass rush, and it might be just a, a collection, a pass rush with uh, you know just a a committee pass rush essentially, but it would be nice for the for the Patriots if Winovich or Perkins or Christian Barmore stepped up and was like, look, I'm going to be a 10 sack a year guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I don't think Judon is that consistently. I think he's a really good player, probably won't play tonight. I, they'll move him all over the line, but I don't think he's an elite pass rusher. Productive, I mean, good player, don't get me wrong, but I mean, if they could have one of those other guys, those younger cheaper options that also has some versatility. Some guys, sometimes those guys will drop into coverage, you know, the Ninkovich, you know, they they need their Ninkovich.
1: Do you think cam has to fight for his job? Or do you think it's like, okay, no sit cam veteran starting quarterback treatment. Mac Jones plays a ton. Cam Newton doesn't play at all. You don't think cam has to fight a little bit for that job.
0: I don't think, I just think that you're going to invest this much in free agency and win now rebound, I think you don't trust the rookie unless Cam screws it up, but I don't know that his leash will be super long during the season.
1: you got to buy stock in one Patriots wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, McKeel Harry. Who leads that team in receptions?
0: Uh, Aguilar was much better than I expected, so I'm not going to bash on him. I think Jacoby Myers is a good player, and it took me a long time to come around on him. He's a good route runner. He gets off press. Um, You can move him around. I think he's a very good player. Uh, but we opened the show talking fantasy a little bit. Johnny Smith is a big tight end target of mine in fantasy. I, I think he might be. I don't know if he'll be their leading receiver, but I think he could be their most valuable um, fantasy contributor.
1: Hunter Henry is. banged up a little bit already. Again. Yeah. And as, they
0: love Smith. I he mean, has Belichick's raved about him for years. Yeah.
1: And, and Johnny's that split out sort of. After the
0: catch. Yeah.
1: Uh, the correct answer, though, Matt, was Gunnar Olszewski, by the way.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. That is the winner.
1: <laughs> uh, Washington, who are you excited to see uh, on that squad? I've got I've got multiple players I'm excited to see on both sides of the ball there. Uh, let me start up front with a matchup that probably most people, people aren't excited about, but something like Sam Cosme, their second-round pick, a yeah. versus uh, Sadiq Charles, who was a player I liked, played left tackle, at LSU. He can play guard. He's going to compete at right tackle as well with Sam Cosme. So um, that offensive line is going to have to be good for that offense to be good and hang with how good their defense should be.
0: Yeah, Cosme was high on my list because I think he needs some technique strength work, but very, very athletic. So we'll see how he looks out there. And then the two names I w- really wanted to bring up was also a similar situation. Are both receivers from the last two years? Antonio Gandy Golden, big downfield guy, sort of a build-up speed guy, um, but didn't get many opportunities last year. And then Ami Brown, who's also a deep threat that I like quite a bit out of North Carolina. And Um, You know, it's not going to be easy for both those guys to get quality snaps this year.
1: I've seen some good clips from Diami Brown in uh, training camp. I liked him. I thought he was a steal where they got him in the third round. He can get deep, absolutely. Uh, He's got ball skills. He's got more quicks than he was utilized as in college. He had that – I forget who the – who's the offensive coordinator there in – Sure in North Carolina, he used to be at Old Miss. And that's where, uh, you know, when DK Metcalf was only running three routes and then AJ mm-hmm. Brown was only in the slot. And it just, it's, they don't utilize all the skills of their receivers. And Diami was in that same offense at North Carolina where that coach is now that I'm blanking on. And so I think it hurt his draft stock because you didn't see him do enough. And I think he could do a lot more than be just that downfield, you know, nine route guy. And so I'm excited to see Diami Brown for sure. How about one more? on the defensive side of the ball, Jimmy Moreland, the seventh round pick from, mm, uh, I think it was one. a year ago. I like him yeah. as a really feisty, scrappy slot player. Who's going to stick around in the league for a long time, despite being so, so small and being a seventh round pick. And then the third round pick from this year out of Minnesota, Benjamin St. Juiced. That's the one question I have about this team is on the back end. And will they be able to be able to cover guys? Cause they don't have to cover for long with how good that defensive line is. And uh, that'll really complete that defense if the young guys like that take that step this year and uh, solidify the back end?
0: Good ones. Good ones for sure. Um... I don't like to bring up the first round picks, but I think Jamin Davis is a sleeper dark horse for defensive rookie of the year
1: behind that that defensive line. Mm, Okay, I like it. Yeah, he'll be allowed to roam or he should be at least on paper. Yeah, running it. Let's move on to the other game. We've got Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. We've talked a lot about the Steelers. We mentioned Najee Harris earlier. There's just one more I want to mention. That was the third rounder from this year. The center, Kendrick Green, who I love his movement skills. Uh, He's built low to the ground. He's built like what you want a center to look like. I'm going to be watching him because I think he's going to be a long time starter for the Steelers
0: yeah I think people should watch him he's getting the treatment of immediate starter which is very rare in the Tomlin era um count on him to be the opening day starter unless he really screws it up but he comes off the ball people will like him for sure um I'm not gonna bring up any Steelers I talk about them too much um I have a couple Eagles just to throw out there Jalen Rager was really unimpressive last year, especially on in press coverage. The Steelers will play a lot of man. I hope he's better now. I liked him a lot coming out of school, and saw a flash here and there. And he also had an uphill climb last year, so I'm not going to you know kick dirt on him quite yet. I'm curious how Kenneth Gainwell is used. Is he totally the Naheem Hines? You know that receiving back, and then a defensive tackle who's super interesting to me is Milton Williams with the Eagles. You know, I mean the upfield. Um, combine su- a superstar, you know, I mean, but a raw player.
1: Those are good ones, yeah. Milton Williams, that he was on my list as well. There is, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in usage on the offensive side of the ball in this game. Do they treat Jalen Hurts like a starter? Does he play one series and leave the, or, or is he fighting for that job? And if he plays I bet a little he plays bit, a fair and, and this kind of goes throughout the preseason for Philadelphia. Does he look better than Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins? Because reports out of camp are that Nick Mullins might be the best looking quarterback. And I was surprised when I saw that. And I, 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 Nick Mullins is a good pa- practice player and he's a smart guy. He's the kind, kind of player that coaches love. But Jalen Hurts better go out there and win that job and look a lot better than both, you know, the, the, the rotting corpse of Joe Flacco. No offense, Joe, but uh, you know, he's not that he's not the elite Joe Flacco that we used to know that was winning Super Bowls. <laughs> and he better look a lot better than Nick Mullins. Cause he's just so much more physically gifted. And so I'm, I'm interested in the usage. Are they treating him like he's the starting quarterback or is he fighting for that number one job still? And then at tight end with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, similarly, who's, Treated as the starter there throughout the preseason. And are they going to showcase Zach Ertz? Are they trying to to trade him still? So I have some uh, questions there. And then at wide receiver, yeah, who else steps up there? Quez Watkins, I think, is is the one who's made some waves in training camp and is getting a lot of rave reviews there. He's got crazy speed, can get deep down the field. So maybe that's the guy is the big play weapon there with Devontae Smith banged up. Quez Watkins to watch at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, Watkins is a great guy to bring up. I'm glad he did. And I'll pay a little extra attention to him tonight for sure. Uh, some good ones there. Yeah, I I agree. I assume Hertz will be, you know, granted the starter and whether they say it or not and treated that way, but I bet he plays more snaps than most quote starting quarterbacks in the league. And in those situations, you kind of want him to look like he doesn't belong because he's so much better than everybody out there. You know, like if you're Yeah, if you're playing against Steelers backups or, you know, the next couple weeks against backups, you better be one of the best players on the field.
1: And it's hard because you don't want to put your starter in with the backup offensive line, too. So you kind of have to leave all the starters in together with your starting quarterback if you're going to do that.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because the Eagles offensive line was as injured as any offensive line I've ever seen last year. And even the year before, they dealt with a lot of injuries. They drafted Landon Dickerson, who's not yet healthy. Um, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brooks. Like, would you play those guys? I mean, they may not play at all this week because, you know, they're up in age. They have major injury histories, they're big contracts, but they do have a handful of guys that played last year by default that at least can get them through preseason games, I would imagine.
1: I'm really bummed now that I think about it that I'm not going to see Devontae Smith because that was going to be one of the yeah. guys I was really. Hoping to see like, how skinny does he look out there, and you know, do, is, is he still that Getting same guy? I, around, think, I think right. he's going to be awesome. I really like Devontae Smith, but you know, Travis Fulgham. This this Eagles roster has more wide receivers than I think any team in the league. They they're trying to the Hakeem Butler tight end thing. I think is over. He's backlisted as a wide receiver now mm. for the Eagles. Um, yeah, Travis Fulgham I mentioned. They got uh, Adrian are they still and
0: Whiteside and you John know,
1: Hightower? Hightower, got,
0: Hightower yeah.
1: <laughs> Greg Ward Jr. still hanging on there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they've <laughs> they've been thrown to those guys by default for a couple of years now. And Absolutely. hopefully Rager and Smith can grab these jobs and run away with them.
1: All right, that's your Thursday slate of football games. We'll talk about what we saw in the field in these games with – those four teams and preview some of the Friday games and talk about some of the action over the weekend. And then we'll break everything down. We saw from the first weekend of preseason football on Monday's program. We are back with you every day, right here, Peacock and Williamson.